War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 55. Takiyo Spikes, Carl Lawson, mm, Corey Lemonier. Uh, it is September 27th. There's a super blood moon outside apparently, but nobody down here can see it because of the, the weather. You don't want to see it anyway. It's just a big orange moon. Uh, it's 10 o'clock Sunday night. Uh, there was some big news today, but let's not talk about that yet. Let's talk about Sean White and the Auburn offense again. Um, or at least the overall game. I don't remember what I said last night. It was like 11.45, and I'd been outside since 8 o'clock in the morning. I do remember saying, you know, it looked better, but it wasn't good enough. We kind of looked – the defense played a lot better in the second half than they have all year since Carl Lawson's been hurt. And <clears> – <throat> Excuse me, and the uh, offense looked better too. Uh, Sean White can run the ball when he has to. He had a few good runs. He's got really good accuracy. He throws the ball really hard. He made one mistake throwing the ball on, on the first drive, which probably changed the game. Because uh, if we score there, the stadium explodes and and everybody believes. And it just was kind of a killer at the beginning. Auburn outgained. Mississippi State and everything. I mean, Mississippi State threw the ball, threw for more yards, uh, but overall, <clears throat> Auburn had the ball longer. They outrushed Mississippi State by a lot. They outgained them totally, uh, more first downs, just everything. But got inside the 10-yard line, got inside the 15-yard line, whatever, uh, and, you know, just imploded in, in different ways. Got to the one-yard line. They put, actually put Jeremy in there to run the ball in, and he did, but they called timeout. Next play was a bad snap. Had to kick a field goal, missed the field goal. It just was kind of a bunch of – it was like the stuff that had been happening the last few games that kind of would make the make it just look embarrassing. Some of that stuff was still there. It wasn't there the whole time. The offense looked really good at times, but there would just be one of those little dumb hiccups. It felt kind of like the, the Texas A&M game last year where – they played bad but fought back, scored a ton of points. You knew they were going to win and then would do one little dumb thing and it, it killed the game. Uh, so it felt like that again. But, you know, it, it'll it get better. I don't know for sure that Sean White is going to start the next game. There's a few reasons to think that. Jeremy is almost, like, happy, and that's good to see. Like, there were, there were pictures of him uh, – smiling with his arm around Sean before the game. He was smiling at reverse Tiger Walk. He was the first person to to get with Sean when he threw the interception, kind of like consoling him. And that is awesome to see. But you have to admit it's a tad unexpected. I don't care who he is. I mean, he's was a Heisman candidate four games ago before the first game, uh, Jeremy. And now it's like he's ecstatic for the backup. So that makes me think. He knows that he might be going back in soon. Obviously, they threw him in on that play where he should have scored a touchdown without the timeout. Um, and I believe – I didn't see this in writing, but I swear I heard – I saw somebody on Twitter. I guess that's in writing, but I didn't see an official statement. But it seemed like Gus might have insinuated that starting quarterback is a day-to-day thing or a week-to-week thing. I don't – that didn't sound right, but I swear I read that. Um, and, yes, Sean actually did say – I'll be ready to go next next game or whatever. Kind of, not in a negative way, but kind of like 
if I'm picked to play, I'll be ready to go. So, I don't know. I, if Sean's in there again, I'm fine. I kind of feel like if Jeremy goes in there, this might have been a good break for him. Uh, obviously, if we would have won, I think Sean would have locked it up. Uh, but the team seems to be behind him. A lot of the players said they didn't know he could run like that. And, you know, it it wasn't like it was, you know, because Jeremy was their guy. Jeremy's the leader. It was his team, and it's been his team since A-Day, or before A-Day, really. Um, well, since Nick Marshall graduated, that it's been his team since then. So you know the team has kind of been with him. But it, as soon as Sean stepped in, it was like, you know, it's his team. And a lot of times you'd maybe kind of see a lot of the players not wanting Jeremy to be benched because that's their boy and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, a lot of them rallied around Sean, or all of them seem to, and that's awesome. That's a lot of fans act like this team doesn't care anymore about, you know, just, you know, think they're not playing hard and whatever. This team is young. Uh, Gus said that all offseason. He said we've got some young guys, especially in the secondary. Carlton Davis keeps getting picked on, but he's a freshman. You know, we've got a freshman quarterback now. I mean, it's, it's you know, there's a lot of – and that's the thing. I know Jeremy's not young, but he was still new. And a lot of the defense is new and the defense coordinator's new. There's a lot of new. There's a lot of young. There's a lot of you – know, there's not a ton of leadership Duke Williams is is not the kind of guy that's going to be a loud leader. He's just not. We know we know that he's a senior, but we know that he's just not. Ricardo, maybe kind of. Melvin Ray, he's kind of quiet seeming, and he, um, you know, I don't know. He's a lot older than the rest of the guys because he played minor league baseball for a few years. He seemed like he may be a leader, but you know, this is a young team. I'm not saying we don't have leaders. Chris Frost is a leader. You see him teaching and coaching and pumping people up. thing is, he's not really playing awesomely. Uh, you know, a lot of people during the game, these people just tweeting me saying, get people out there that want to play, and this team has given up. Go look at every player's Twitter and Instagram and tell me if you think they've given up. It's all, you know, not apolo- kind of apologetic, but more of a, we're going to keep getting better. We're going to win. We're going to, you know, this isn't over, that kind of thing. All you people that do nothing but watch the game on a Saturday night, and that's that's your connection to Auburn football is basically just I'm going to flip on the game and watch, and if it's good, I'm going to be happy, and if it's bad, I'm going to bash everybody not knowing anything. It's ridiculous. And don't tweet me about it. Thanks for your follow, but don't tweet me saying – Get somebody out there who wants to play. They all want to play. That's ridiculous. Anyway, speaking of someone who won't be at Auburn anymore, Sonny Galloway was fired today. And as far as I know, it has something to do with the fact that he broke a practice rule and kind of like a, a very, very minor NCAA violation. The pitching coach... Um, which was the guy he brought in from, I think, Oklahoma State, Holiday. Yeah. Uh, he's on administrative leave, so it probably had something to do with him. And from AUPPL, uh, Kevin, the O-Town killer with me, uh, he, he said something had to do with, like, the four-in-one rule where four players can be with a coach, and that's all you can do right now. 
uh, and they might have broken that rule. Well, doesn't seem like a huge deal. I mean, it's like a secondary, very minor violation. But if you are a coach that would have been fired last year if they had not made the tournament, it's enough to fire him. Uh, most people wanted Galloway fired after the first year. I didn't. A lot of people didn't like him because the players, a bunch of players didn't like him because he's a tough coach, a really tough coach, like really, really tough. And when I played baseball in high school, I had three different coaches. One was like Sonny Galloway. They, he was ridiculously tough. He was mean. But guess what? They made the playoffs every year. Then we had another coach, not mean at all, didn't really care, and never made the playoffs. Then I had another coach, kind of the same way. Who's a nice guy, great guy. Came to my wedding. But, and he only coached for one year, but didn't make the playoffs. I'm sorry, he's not your friend. He's not even your dad, really. He's a coach. And I know baseball players, and I know baseball parents. And I don't know every single story and every single detail, but I know a lot of the people that didn't like Sonny Galloway just didn't like how mean he was to, to the players. Or uh, especially know this part of it, their, their baby, their starting pitcher who played all four years in high school gets to Auburn and never gets to play, and they don't know why. It must be the mean, big, bad coach. Um, so a lot of people complained about that, came up with all these stories, cons conspiracies, and just wanted any reason to fire him. They had to have calls or they'd owe him a million-something dollars. Um, so hearing stories of, of him being mean to players is not a reason to fire in terms of with calls without having to pay the buyout. Uh, and then last year he made the tournament, so it's like, okay, we're all good. This year he's got the top ten, the number ten recruiting class coming in, and people were starting to talk about how things are going to be good and and all that. And then just all of a sudden today he's fired. It it wasn't like he they found you know it all culminated. It's basically they. Found, and I don't know if this is directly Jay Jacobs, but somebody found a reason for with cause to fire him. Uh, I don't know the full story. If it if it if it really is that that like they've been wanting him gone since they heard he was mean to the players, and now they have their tiny little reason to do it. I don't like that. Um, he did have it rolling. He did upgrade facilities and wanted upgrades and. Got us to the tournament, got us to the SEC tournament, got us to the NCAA tournament, and that's what we wanted. Uh, and if this is that, you know, we finally found some legal reason to do it, that's stupid. Now, he claims, he's told multiple newspapers and writers today that Jay Jacobs is wrong. And I'm assuming that somebody told Jay Jacobs all this, gave him the information, and he was let go. But... And again, I don't know all the details. I'm sure there's a bunch of little people out there that know all the details. Uh, but, you know, it, I don't, I, like I said, I grew up my entire life playing baseball. I know baseball parents. I know baseball people. Uh, I coach baby bloggle in baseball and I, and you can see it even starting then. Um, 
everybody's baby is everybody's baby and they're all great and you get to college and you're not as good as you thought you were your kid's not as good as you thought you were and it's always the coach's fault and I don't know I don't like this being that kind of being the underlying reason to fire a coach who had gotten you places you hadn't been in a decade um so anyway we can talk about that more tomorrow I'm rambling now uh I'm not mad he's gone I mean I do care but I don't think I don't know I don't know I mean we were better but I don't know if we were going to get to you know where we totally need to be but whatever um so yes we got San Jose State this week we should win we're a 21 point favorite even though they scored 43 points on Fresno State and beat Fresno, and everybody thinks that means we're supposed to be scared, Fresno State gave up 73 to Ole Miss. So I'm not saying we're Ole Miss, but I think that might kind of show us that Fresno's not very good. Uh, so anyway, bloggle spot 55 done, War Eagle.